Hi. And Mama K. Hi, everybody. And tonight we are doing mid-90s. Mid-90s, the 2018 film from uh, Jonah Hill. First time he has directed a movie. Everyone knows Jonah Hill. He is the the funny, sometimes fat, sometimes not as fat guy. But uh, you, you would know him. You'd see him. So uh, mid-90s is his directorial and writing debut, and this is the synopsis. It follows Stevie, a 13-year-old boy in 1990s-era Los Angeles, who spends his summer navigating between the troubled home life and a group of new friends that he meets at a Motor Avenue skate shop. Jess brought this one to the table. Uh, I missed it when it first came out. I did want to see it. But uh, Jess, what made you want to do this one? Um, It was one of those Friday nights and I was just like, gosh, what do I watch? And you spend like 20 minutes going through all your apps, <laughs> kind of fishing through and being like, oh, what looks good? And I remembered right. seeing this in theaters, um, not not the movie, but the trailer. And I, I thought I didn't really want to watch it, but I was kind of like, you know, I, I have nothing else on my list. Let's just go ahead and do it. Good enough. We are we are scraping for ideas. We do have some left on some lists, but listeners, please send more ideas. Otherwise, we'll just start grabbing shit. Uh, okay, do you know anything about uh, mid nineties? Besides living through them, no. So you didn't know you never heard of the movie? Okay. Uh, no, yeah, no. I I had heard of it and wanted to see it. This was either I think it was like right before our movie pass days, where we just went and saw everything every day. So yeah, just just barely missed this one, but I did want to see it, and I think I saw it on Prime. Just as you saw where you saw it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so it's on Amazon Prime if you have an interest to go check it out before we spoil it, because that's what we do, and we're going to do that now. We rate things here at Films of the Women of My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Um, it's go- I think we're got to spend mostly time on characters and visual and sound kind of stuff, because the plot is not a whole lot of stuff happens. Uh, it's really day-in-the-life kind of stuff. Uh, Stevie, 13-year-old kid, uh, his, his home life is not great. He's got a very young mother who and an older brother who beats him, uh, you know, occasionally. Not all the time, but occasionally. <laughs> yeah, but pretty uh, brutally. He, oh, yeah, he doesn't hold back. It's, uh, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's it's white white trash beating, um, and uh, he he's kind of milling around and runs into this group of skateboarders. Uh, they're an interesting group. There's Ray, fuck shit, fourth grade, and Ruben. Uh, yes, one of one's fuck shit and one's fourth grade. So yeah, some some have nicknames, some don't. They talk about that. Um, they're just a, a miscreant group of skater kids, and uh, they they just do random shit. They loiter and skateboard around uh, they all have a couple of weird personality quirks we'll talk about in characters uh, they're you know they have they're your typical skater punk kids they got authority problems they drink they smoke milling around um and yeah they all have different personalities that brought them to this group mostly because their lives their home lives are not great wait before we before we get started can uh, i know that you're like a little bit you guys are a little bit younger than what these kids are and i'm older than what these kids are but did you know kids like this growing up i would say i I went to school with them but i wasn't necessarily friends with them well, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that they probably weren't in your direct friend groups, but you that you knew kids that were like this. There was still the same culture, like yeah, yeah. I knew I knew the two, yeah, the, the mid 2000s version of this. So ten years later, I guess. So not quite exactly the same. I don't think it was quite this grungy and dirty. Um, but there was a group. There was a group of kids who was you know they'd hang out with the skate park and kind of similar behaviors yeah uh and and styles i'm assuming you also i mean this is in california so at least you you know you grew up there model k so 
Yeah, I mean, this when when I was growing up, it was sort of the beginning of the skate punk movement. So this was a little different, and and this is like grungier, I guess, but it's almost like a made up grungier than the original, you know, skate surf punks where I grew, where I grew up. So. So yeah, I mean, the plot is really Stevie, the little kid, is you know becomes more and more a member of this group, and it kind of starts to. He starts to rebel more to his mom, and he's you know he's a, he's a thirteen year old kid, and he's drinking and getting <laughs> getting handies, and, uh, just you know getting just just a lot of debauchery for a thirteen year old. Starts smoking, a lot of debauchery for a thirteen year old to handle, and uh, culminates some some coming back to bite you for all this stupid behavior by these characters. So uh, that's 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 about as much plot as I could I could set up. I'm okay. Yeah. What you think of this plot? Um, yeah, I, I like the day in the life look at it, um, the way that it's, you know, the way that it's brought to us in, in the story form. There were some loopholes that I had some issues with. Like, I understand that, you know, he's a, he's got a single mom and, uh, but we don't really know. The, the older brother alludes to that life was different because the older brother's fairly older. I would, I would think he's like five, six, seven years old or something like that. And, yeah, you know, that like five or six years, what I thought. Yeah, that life was a lot harder when he was really little than it was when, you know, can we call him, what is Sunburn? His nickname is Sunburn. Sunburn is his nickname. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when when Sunburn is around. And, <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't really talk about, I mean, his mom seems fairly normal at this point. And I don't know, quite know where the rebellious streak comes from from him. Because we notice, we know in the very beginning that he's very, uh, he's into self-harm. And that there's always reasoning behind yep. that. I mean, you have an b- older brother that obviously beats the crap out of you on the regular, but it was just wasn't really clear to me, like the the role of the mom and how she, you know, until one part in the movie toward the end, how she sort of, you know, manifests herself in in this in making this movie run. She's not super important, obviously. This this group of kids is, and and oh, what is his real name? Sorry, Sammy? No. Stevie. 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 Yeah. Stevie. Name. Sunburn. Yeah. But he's just, I mean, he's like, a, the mom's, you know, away all the time. She's either doing her own shit or she's got work or something. Like, she, like, he's a latchkey kind of kid. Like, he just hangs out all day. There's no yeah. father in the picture. So, you know, he's just kind of, and he has no friends. And is the only person other than his mom is his older brother who's very odd and hurts him. So <laughs> he, he, ha- he has no nowhere to go, kind of. Yeah, it's just I have a hard time figuring out his life up to this 13-year-old point. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really get... I kind of feel like I needed a little more background about why he... Why is it at this point in his life that he decides that he's going to... You know, that, that this looks really appealing to him to be part of this little skateboarding crowd. Yeah, he went from being a kid to a teenager. We see him take the posters down and, you know, yeah. trade in his old shit for the skateboard. I, you know, it's just he he's finally not a kitty anymore. And now he wants to do older kid stuff. Yeah, he wants to belong and feel accepted. Yeah. And he I mean, he he does a really good job at it. I got to give him props for that. He's, he totally goes for it by being like totally a badass um oh yeah ruben's so jealous yeah i know <laughs> ruben mad jelly i knew a lot of rubens that's for sure yeah so i mean as a plot it it makes the movie go along and i like that it's nothing special i'd give it a two and a half uh just oh I, brennan so i wish you and i watched this together because i feel like we would have been cracking up the entire time it would have been so much more fun very possible. I, th- I could see you really liking these characters. <laughs> there was just so many parts. I feel like we could probably just look at each other and just crack up. Like, in most of that movie we saw um, with, like, the, the snow castle. The snow castle? What was his name again? 
It was, and it was, everyone's wearing white, and it was kind of like, and was it Ice Cube that was in it? Oh, Superfly. Superfly. That we thought was Superfly so is the fuck. I'm going to see if that's streaming. That movie's fucking amazing. I love Superfly. <laughs> Remake of the original Superfly, yes. Yeah, I feel like it would have been like that, where we would have just cracked up the entire time. Um, that's very I, possible. <laughs> I thought it was very fun. I like this movie. I can understand why someone wouldn't. Like, there's not a lot to go on. It's just, like you said, it's a day in life. But I thought it was so funny. And Stevie was such a good character. Um, I loved his friends. And there was a lot of message to it. It wasn't just like a stupid skate park movie. We'll probably talk about this more, but there is a lot of depth to it. So I would say it's well-rounded. You can definitely tell it's made by an amateur director because there's some scenes that are like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that looks like it's your first time that you did that. But whatever. <laughs> I think Jonah Hill did, did a pretty good job with this. I'll I'll give it a four. The plot of four. Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I would like to give the plot more, but there, nothing nothing – it's not a plot-driven movie. All the points will be in the other three categories. Uh, and also, when we get to the ending, um, I found the ending dissatisfying. I didn't like how this movie ended. Um, I don't know how you end this movie or what you're trying to do. Uh, it just felt like we were getting to something, and then we didn't get there. So maybe maybe the plot buildup was actually kind of decent, better than I thought until until we conclude. Um, but th- yeah, I don't have a lot of the plot. I'm, I'm with Mama K on it like a 2-5. It's, it's serviceable, it's fine, um, and I'm, a, I'm a left a little little blue-balled at the end here, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, it's, 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 it's not, that's not what the movie, the, the, the fun parts of the movie. The fun parts of the movie, I think, are these characters. So let's see, we got Sunburn, who's our main, our main kid we follow. Ray is like the leader of the group. He's like an aspirational skater. He's the most talented of the group. Uh, he's probably got the best head on his shoulders i would say yeah. uh fuck shit is his buddy who is a fuck shit like he he is he says <laughs> the dumb he shit. does says the dumb shit Damn. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah he's he says the dumb shit that people laugh at he's the goofball he will get people in trouble he's the drinker and the smoker and uh, he's, he's gonna cause the problems and get go to the parties but uh he's that character in the group uh you've got uh what uh fourth grade who is the other older kid who they call fourth grade because he has the brain of a fourth grader. He's a very <laughs> dumb man, uh, kid, whatever. He seems old, but uh, yeah, he's dumb, doesn't have a whole lot of words, but he is a member of the group as well. Uh, Ruben is, yeah, the, the forgotten younger younger kid of the group now that uh, Sunburn is in. He, Ruben kind of brought him in, but uh, they, they, they seem to favor Sunburn over him. And then other characters, we have Ian, played by Lucas Hedges, who I am a huge fan of. Love that Lucas Hedges. Big great up and comer as uh, Stevie's brother, and uh, Catherine Waterson plays uh, the mother Dabney, uh, and then we also have uh, credited Esty, that's Alexa Demi's character. She's the the one in that one scene with the the hand stuff. So there you go. These are the characters. Back to you. <laughs> Back to you, Jess. What do you think of these characters? Um, I thought they were pretty great. I'll just go each character on its own. So let's see, Ray. The one you said who has the head on his shoulders the most. Um, yeah. Okay. I I think I might like him the most. Um, I always thought he was really cool. But when they had that heart-to-heart, um, son, or I'm going to call him Stevie. Stevie was yeah. embarrassed or annoyed that his mom came. Was that what it was? And then um, Ray came over yeah. and was like, hey, you have a mom that cares. Like, you have a pretty good life. And then he kind of gave him mm-hmm. an eye-opener to his life. Like, his brother died. His relationship with mm-hmm. fuck shit, like how he aspires to get out of the streets in LA and actually do something with his life. That's when I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, I really like this character. 
And he's just, he's so chill and he, he goes to parties and stuff, but he, he's not the crazy one. He definitely is kind of the sensei of the group. Um, you can tell everyone <laughs> looks up to him. Everyone kind of wants to be him and he's just, he's a cool ride. Let's see. Fuck shit. I love fuck shit too. He is so good. <laughs> the things that say that come out of his mouth are so funny. Um, and I think we can all think of a character, maybe no one we know directly, but at least someone in school that was like him. And yeah, you can tell. I, I knew a couple. <laughs> yeah, and you can tell how likable of a character he is. He's fun. He's hilarious. He encourages TV. Um, and I like that they all um, just bring him in. Uh, Ruben, you can tell why people don't like Ruben. It's because he doesn't have enough confidence. Like, the first time he brought Stevie in, he was like, don't do that, like, or don't act like this, or don't act like that. So you can tell Mm -hmm. he tries so hard to fit in. And the whole theme of the group is kind of like, be yourself, like, we all just hang out and have fun. Ruben tries way too hard to be accepted when all he could really do is just be his authentic self and it would have been so much better. And I Mm -hmm. like that kind of conflict that stevie and reuben have and they both know why that tension is there so when they finally fought i was like thank like something had to happen i was like okay i'm glad they're fighting this out or and hopefully it'll turn to something but that had to happen um fourth grade i didn't really care he whatever he's just fourth grade the mom the only thing (laughs) i didn't understand about the mom was that she she seemed to care so much but then she, like, lets her 13-year-old kid run the streets in L.A. Like, what the hell do you think he's going to do? Like, go to the library? <laughs> like, I don't know why she's so surprised that he made these friends. Like, you are no one's watching your kid. You just let him do whatever he wants. Of course he's going to get into trouble. Uh, that's what I really don't understand. It was a different era. There were a lot of kids. I mean, I don't know at what point, time period of, okay, you can... I don't know if you have your own insights into life, but there was a time where... Kids just kind of walk around, and you came home, and when, the, when it was getting dark, you had a curfew. But otherwise, you just kind of roamed the neighborhood. You roamed wherever, and th- then you came home. And then that was, that was like, how it was. That could never fly now. These are very different times, but I guess we'll okay, can talk about that. <laughs> I don't too. know. I still don't exactly. understand why she's so surprised her son made this group of friends when she doesn't really seem to pay too much attention to him at home. Yeah, I, I understand that, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, I think these characters are great. Um I would watch them. I'd watch this again just because they're so good. What do you think? Well, okay. Did you give them a number? Oh, sorry. Oh, I don't um, I'll give them a four or five. Okay. 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 Yeah, I really like all these characters too. I mean, I, I might, you know, each one, like Jess said, has their sort of thing that they're supposed to be talking about and portraying and all of that. And that might be their only downfall is that they are just that. Like they're not... Uh, when you have a group of friends, there there's not a lot of overlap between, I mean, outside of the fact that they're kind of uh, jokey and funny with one another when things are going really well, there's not a whole lot of overlap in personalities. They don't, uh, Ray, who's the Yoda of the group, never gets like super pissed about anything. Then, you know, fuck shit, fuck shit does. I mean, he gets mad at Ray toward the end, but he's yeah that last day is a rough day for everybody yeah for everybody basically it's it's all infighting amongst them and then you know ruben ruben's kind of you know you you want to figure out why he was with the group to begin with because he doesn't really have a personality outside of the conflict that he has with stevie and then stevie that kid is an actor i mean he i knew that kid like that was most of the kids i went to middle school with and you recognize the actor 
Yeah, of course I recognize the actor. We, we just, just saw did a him movie recently. With him. <laughs> yeah. Killing of a sacred deer. Right. Bob. Uh, <laughs> I, en- I enjoyed him much more as Stevie. I wonder if he's going to ever get a name that's not like a hundred year old man name, but. He's an old soul. <laughs> he's an old soul. I also want to know about the one, I didn't mention this before, but I want to know about this skate shop where they were at, because literally, who owns it? <laughs> they they all sort of quote unquote maybe work there or maybe just sit around on the sofas watching skate videos and also steal boards from the skate shop. So I'm not I'm not quite sure. I mean I know it's those are generally loose businesses anyway, but it was just like this is really loose. He walks into the shop, no one's in the shop. They're all boarding out back, so that's fine. Yeah, it's the old local shop. They all know. Yeah, the, you, kinda, yeah, in LA <laughs> in the 90s, you don't have ye old local shop. I mean, there's nothing like that. So you, you definitely have bars in the window. Also, I have a beef with their house. Actually, I know we're on characters, but I'm going to talk about their house for a second. They've got their house has a, a window or a door on it that has bars all over it. And yet it has this sliding glass door that they use to go in and out of that's never locked. And also it has no bar. It's just glass. It's like... Where do you actually live? I don't understand this. So I really enjoyed watching like Stevie develop as a character where he just decides he has no interest in skateboarding whatsoever, but he just sees these kids across the street and he's like, that's it. That's my jam. That's what I'm going to do. And he spends a painful probably 10 minutes of the film trying to figure out how to learn how to skateboard, which I can appreciate. Oh, that's way more than 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm thinking of the times when he's in his backyard and he's just like he ate so much shit in this movie. <laughs> and also when they're skating, the the scene where they're, sk- I mean, I know Jonah Hill's you know first time director and everything, but the scene where they're skating down the street where there's traffic, like two lanes of traffic on either side of them, uh, is so classic and also just freaking terrifying and also fun to watch. Um, so I really, I really enjoy that. I liked this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to like this movie. Uh, by a lot more, I, I would watch it again, like right now. I'm giving, I'm giving myself away, but that's how much I really liked these and sort of, and related to these characters. These, there was a huge skate community where I'm from. And, uh, so while you're on your, I, I knew all these guys. While you're on your character piece, was it like somewhat, I don't know how it was for you personally, but did, was there a lot of kids back then who, like, you know, you just kind of went around and then come home at seven for dinner or whatever? Like, was that real? Was that like a thing, or is is this a, an exaggeration? Yeah, I mean, that was totally a thing, and I think that you know, when before Stevie got in with these kids, that's probably what he was. He was the streetlights came on, you were home kind of thing, or you knew your mom was going to be home at six, and that's what you did. But I mean, already, you know, the skate punk and the skater situation, those were kids that were outside of that sort of norm. They might have had the same parents, but they were not, they were the ones who were at the the house parties and things like that. Also, that house was really nice that they were at for a house party. I don't think that that would have been. Oh, yeah. That would have been. That would not have been this compared to everyone else's everywhere else they were. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that that seemed realistic to me at all. That was way too. Maybe one of the girls like was like a, like an upper middle class girl wanted to hang out with the low life kids. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. They all seem to fit into a world that that house for me didn't, uh, didn't fit into. But, um, but yeah, I can see where this would happen, but also, you know, he's, it, it would be frowned upon for a 13 year old to be hanging out with kids that are driving and, you know, smoking and drinking and, and all of that stuff. Um, I liked these guys. Uh, uh, we didn't talk about the brother very much. Uh, he was, un- 
He wasn't no. used enough for me. I really needed to know a little bit more about him too, actually. What, you know, he, he alluded to where he's coming from with life was a lot tougher for me when I was a little kid. And that's why he grew up to be such an asshole, I guess. Um, but he turns soft, but it doesn't, there's, it's too quick of a switch for me. And yeah, I don't, I, I don't, we don't know enough about him. He has that little confrontation with the group about halfway through the movie. I like that scene. I actually. like that scene a lot. And I can't decide whether that's a turning point for him where he realizes that his little brother is now in this, he probably considers them a bit of a, you know, gang or whatever, but he's sort of a thug himself. So, you know. I think he's a, like, he's a loner weirdo. Like he's like, a, he has like no, fr- like he, the, his little younger brother yells at him and then that's when he gets beat up later. You have no yeah. friends, you get no pussy when he comes home drunk. <laughs> and, um, and I think that's, hurt him like a lot and that's why he's gonna beat him up again like this this the older brother is suffering very quietly all the time and that's why he just you know his only buddy is his brother yeah. who he beats the shit out of because i think his past is yeah we don't get it but i imagine it was pretty bad yeah i imagine the guys who came over to his mom probably hit him or did shit to him right. like his past is awful we just don't get it yeah and then uh what i don't understand is how his room is immaculately clean like that first scene where stevie sneaks into his room and looks at all his stuff and i was oh, like yeah. whose room is that clean like it looked like a maid was just there it's i think that's some people have clean rooms. well i think that shows that he you know his, he's probably not had a whole lot of control his whole life and that's the only thing that he can control and he controls it too you know the nth degree that whole scene made me really anxious when stevie after he's like don't go in my room and leaves and then the first thing stevie does is like i'm going in your room and touching everything (laughs) and i was just like the whole time i'm sitting there and i was like he's gonna walk in oh my god put that back where you found it oh don't touch that you know i was like Mm -hmm. i was nervous for stevie the whole time because i knew that (laughs) ian was gonna just totally wail on him and kick his ass um yeah and i haven't seen that kind of beat down between brothers since like the 70s that seems really out of character in the 90s but maybe maybe it's not um but i do love these characters i'm gonna side with jess and give them a four or five characters are probably the best tick for me i don't think that i think this is a very clear move like first time director by an actor who grew up in this time. Like, this is the perfect kind of movie for uh, someone like Jonah Hill to make. Yeah. Um, Cause the characters are really good. The writing of the characters is, is, is solid. E- the individual scenes in this movie are really good. What don't work for me are some of the larger plotting. Uh, I think, you know, the visual and sound we get there, I have some problems there. Um, but the characters are the strength. Uh, the group works really, works really well together. There is surprising depth with the couple characters. I mean, Stevie Sunburn, he's, he's our main character and I think he's fleshed out very well. And I think Ray is equally, not equally, but also flushed pretty well. You know, we don't get much of fourth grade. Ruben's a little one note. Uh, fuck shit's kind of in between. Like he's, he's one note, but I think that we get, we get glimpses of more from him. Um, but, I, and, and, you know, scenes that could come off as bullshitty exposition, like Ray and Sunburn's talk, uh, don't come off that way to me. They come off as very genuine and, like, and like yeah. kind of heartfelt, which is something I wasn't really expecting from a movie like this. Uh, that's why uh, the, the Superfly comparison, Jess, like, th- this is, <laughs> like, like a real emotional movie. Superfly is not I, – I don't care about those people at all. I like watching – the fucking ridiculous gangs have these <laughs> shootouts in like like malls and the, all the gold and the white coats and the, yeah. I think it's very I mean I would I think 
think we would enjoy watching this together, but for, I think, different reasons, perhaps. Um, But the characters work really well. Stevie is a really well-fleshed-out and, like, you know, complicated character. He's not a he's a he's like a that he could have been a good kid if he like things broke a different way kind of thing but now he's having all these problems and he's he's always sympathetic to me i don't ever turn on him as a character um and i've you know i sympathize with ray because you know fuck shit's been his friend for so long and they have that whole thing i I want more lucas hedges in this movie not just because i like him as an actor so much but because ian's an interesting character that i think we could do we could do more with then again, first time movie and a movie where there's not really any plot. It's probably smart to keep it under 90 minutes. So I understand that concession. It's also probably why the ending for me is not uh, as satisfying as I would have liked. Um, but these characters, their interaction, their group shit is the best stuff in this movie. And it's, uh, it's like, yeah, like a, f- I'm going to land on a four five. I'm going to land a four five and give a little bump there. It's the strongest part of this movie. It's my favorite part of this movie. And I think if we didn't have such a well-designed character group. Uh, I don't know if I would like this that much, um, but I like them. So let's move on to the visual and sound, something we might be a little tougher on as our our first-time director with a a $1.7 million budget. So not nothing, (laughs) but uh, pretty low. Uh, Okay, back to you. Visual and sound, what you got? I don't know if I'm going to be as hard on this as you anticipate. Um, I agree with something you said earlier, is that a lot of the scenes are... I like the way that they're done, the way... The, the way they're strung together together and the editing um, and the lack of, I don't want to say a real plot because that just, that sounds bougie or whatever, but the lack of, I guess, a point to the plot once we get to the end that, like you said, it's a little unsatisfying. That kind of makes it a little bit of a difference for me, but I really, I, I felt m- most of the places, it all felt very familiar to me. It felt hot, like the blacktop of a skate place would feel. I mean, I'm kind of used mm-hmm. to that. Um, I like the way that he, I like the, the little scenes that I like. I really like, I like the talks, but I like the talk between Ray and Sunburn. I also really liked the talk between, um, fuck shit and the homeless guy when they were at the skateboard park. Oh yeah. Um, I really liked that conversation. And I think Jonah Hill had a lot of little things that he wanted to say, but doesn't have the altogether, how to how to make it a whole movie how to make it a a whole thing um and also the reason that sunburn's nickname is sunburn that's an interesting little conversation that they're having about um can black people get sunburned yeah can black people get sunburned (laughs) and and the thing is is like it's it's very unsatisfying if you're watching it and you don't have an answer for because for that because they don't answer that for you they're just like what the fuck are you talking about what do you mean that's the stupidest questions i ever heard of and that's from fourth grade so of course and that's why fourth grade i feel like two reasons fourth grade is there one is for that conversation and two (laughs) is for the ending otherwise fourth grade is completely useless um, you, you still need is, that person in the group that's just there and yes. silent and just yeah, observes it space. all. Yeah, you need space. If he wasn't there, I think it would be like too much character, but it kind of evens it out. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I think you're right. I think me saying he's useless is not, that's not exactly what I mean. He's just that he doesn't have an impact on what's happening, um, except for in those two instances. And yeah, so I think that there's a lot of like kind of little great little vignette kind of pieces that work well in the movie, but it doesn't make for a solid cohesive movie. That's the problem. And the visual it's, it's it's very, it's very basic. It's, you know, 
with the exception of the scene where they are skateboarding down the center of that street, you know, also they're, they're not really very good skateboarders. I mean, <laughs> that's... well, the what Ray, they, Ray is an actual, like the guy who plays Ray is an actual professional or semi-pro whatever. Um, so right. he, he is, but yeah, everyone else is just kind of bumming. Like they're all, yeah, just, and you don't, whatever. you don't get like, you know, I was expecting in this movie at some point that you're going to get like one of these. Okay, it's time for the big exhibition, the big competition. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you don't but get no, that. And I, it's not about that. And I'm, I'm really glad we don't get that because. Oh, same. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would wreck it for me, and also that means somebody would make some really terrible speech, which would make me cringe and give this movie way lower marks. We will not um, go quietly into the night. In, yeah, and even when they bring like the professional skaters off to the side that you know Ray's supposed to be trying to you know get into their good graces and and follow mm-hmm. them around to really cool places like Daytona Beach or Boca Raton or wherever the heck they were talking about. It's it's kind of it's it's okay. It's interesting. Uh, music wise, I uh, soundtrack I really liked. I was like, how many more Far Side songs do I need though? I think I need three. That's what I need. <laughs> and then I also need to hear a pony by, you know, I need to hear a genuine. So I liked all of that of it. Nothing was so glaringly bad for me that it took me at, with the exception of their house and that stupid sliding glass door. That was the only thing that really took me out of the movie. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a four. I liked it. Oh, wow. That's, that's yeah. That's higher than I was expecting. Uh, Jess, what do you think? Yeah. I, I thought it was, it wasn't half bad either. The visual I don't like, I think, is towards the beginning of the movie. Jonah Hill did a lot of slow scenes, like moving from room to room to the house. Like, just slow pants, something really interesting. Mm -hmm. That didn't really do it for me. But you can tell Jonah Hill was like, I'm going to make a movie about skateboarding, and it's going to have this iconic scene in it, and it's the one Mama K keeps talking about, like, where they're just skateboarding in the middle of the street. You can tell, like, he <laughs> wanted to do that. And he did it twice. That scene was in there twice. I think it really should have yeah. been so proud of once. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kind of ruined it the second time because I'm like, dog, we just did this. But <laughs> you can tell he really wanted to do that. I also yeah. liked just how he um, filmed the skate park. Like, just watching all the different groups um, hang out together, skate together. And it was so funny watching Stevie, like, drunk out of his mind, this little shrimpy kid, just, like, so happy, (laughs) making new friends and just fitting in. Like, that just made me crack up. Or scenes where he was just in the bathroom chugging whatever drink he was drinking. (laughs) Oh, I love when he's sm- uh, like eating like yeah, like dish soap so his yes. mom won't tell he yeah. can smoke and like that disgusting. Yeah. Every bathroom in this movie is horrid. Every uh, yeah. bathroom in this movie is terrifying. Those look accurate though. All of it, all of that seems accurate to me. <laughs> Those scenes like that were really funny. But I think Jonah Hill did a really good job portraying L.A. and like just the street yeah. views, the stores. I don't know if he had to do anything specific to make this look in the '90s compared to what L.A. looks right now. Because I, I wish I could have, like, a street pan and see how it looked like, like, 25 mm. years ago. And then kind of seeing what it looked like today or things that he thought he had to change. So we knew it was in the 90s. But I, I think he did, yeah, a pretty good job. I'm, I'm, I'll am i give it a 3-5. So I, I'm, I'm with you guys on most mostly visually-wise. Um, I like, you know, scenes that stand out. The very first thing we get in this movie is Stevie thrown out of his room and and, and uh, oh my abruptly... God. And Ian starts beating the shit out of him. I, that's one of my like that snapped me right in. Like, yeah, I, it, the way it it's the, the sound. 
and the I smashing. I was worried about this oh, yeah, movie you, at that point. I'm sure you were worried about all that, <laughs> but uh, that brought me right in. And yeah, the grimy, gross places all looked like good to me. My my hang up, and I'm not with you at all. Okay, I don't I don't like any of the soundtrack or the music in this at all. It's it's weird, like pitched atmospheric shit a lot of the time, and I don't. It doesn't. Uh, and I was watching it with Nicole for a little bit. And she pointed out this is she was like this is the most annoying like kid blowing on a recorder music that I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm like, I, I and I was like, I kind of I kind of get that. Like I'm kind of like with you on that. I don't like the music in this. I don't, you know, the songs that are songs don't stick out, and the stuff that's just like soundtrack m- noise is it's it's really bad at the party. It's just not. It's, That's kind of a I shame because there's such good songs you could choose from the mid '90s. Yeah, I, I, I maybe those don't fit what his tone was going for, but they don't help me. Like they, they really, they, they kind of give me like kind of like a groaning, droning feeling. I feel like with the different, different musical choices, because I think the cinematography and the visuals are like pretty good for a first timer. There's some amateurish stuff. The scene where they're going, to, like you guys keep talking about, where they're skating down the center of the highway. I think that's a that's a little too first time filmmaker and love with himself it reminded me of the pool scene that olivia wilde did in Booksmart. really good movie but like it feels a little like eh, i get what you like I, I, this is your special little baby scene i get it that's fine it just it sticks out to me like kind of a sore thumb and a lot of the vignettes while visually good i i have the cohesion problem and i think I, this doesn't tie to much more than a bunch of day in the life slices by the end of it um, and I think that's a problem of visuals not being cohesive, and I just don't I don't like the music in this. So I didn't come in expecting to be the low man on this movie, but I guess that's <laughs> where I've I've shifted to. I'm, I'm at like a two five for the visual and sound. It's not uh, the visuals. There's some striking ones that are very good, but uh, it's I don't find it strong in this movie. Do you think um, the sound so- was an after? It was more of an afterthought for him. Like he was really super focused, hyper focused on the. St- not the story he wanted to tell, but the people that he wanted to portray. And I think as an actor writing and directing a movie for the first time, you're focusing on the character, which is important. Like if this were the other way around, like there's a lot of movies that are all visually and stunning and sounds and they're like slick music videos, but the characters are, there's nothing to do with them. I prefer this to that, but it kind of reeks it. This reeks of first time actor turned director writer. It's a good outing. I think it's just like, it's a good first outing driven by the strength of the characters but um it's 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 not polished it's very clear it's not uh by a veteran like it's it's very clear this is a a first time effort but you know i it gives me hope it gives me hope that if he can tighten up his storytelling that he could still be you know he could make a good second follow up to this yeah um, i hope it's this- another hope it's another skateboard movie <laughs> yeah, i don't i don't know if this is from his life or like what his whole deal is with uh choosing this topic but um yeah i i I, it gives me hope for the future but uh you know it it, it's a first movie some first movies blow out of the water some are complete garbage this is neither of those this is very you know solid middle ground for me uh but this let's do the resonance and feel here let's talk about what happens at the end the big ending stuff is that uh (laughs) they're they're at the skate park again like the one with all the different people uh ray is talking to some of those professionals we were talking about earlier potential sponsors uh fuck shit is getting drunk and high and he's kind of 
sabotaging Ray. I don't know if on purpose or if he's just being an idiot, but we already had that scene earlier where Ray's like, I don't know, like we used to talk about getting out of here together and he's just lately been, you know, he's been fucking shit. Like he's been, <laughs> he's, he's been living up to his name. Uh, Stevie has been heavily drinking and uh, for walking around the yard <laughs> with, a fucking, with a fucking 40, all the people giving I know. looks and he's like just swelling uh, and, you know, he gets into a fight with Ruben uh, and, you know, th- basically the, the they all kind of have a falling out on on this day, and Ray, uh, you know, uh, reluctantly agrees with the group to head off uh, and let uh, fuck shit drive, which yeah. is not a good choice because he's the drunkest of all of them. Yeah, everyone knew that was a bad choice. So yeah. Yeah, that's that was the whole like they just kind of go with it. So uh, no one, everyone's kind of in a bad mood except for fuck shit who wants to go do more drugs, go to more parties. Uh, and it's, uh, this is another kind of visual thing. I like the way this is shot with the quick, quick flash cuts, uh, fuck shit crashes and flips the car on the side and, uh, you know, everyone's okay except Stevie is knocked unconscious and rushed to the hospital. And we end the movie with he, Stevie awakens in bed, uh, with all the guys by his side. His mom has showed up and seen that all of these skater punks that she dismissed earlier are actually there showing that, well, they do care about him. They are friends, uh, in that way. Uh, his brother has brought him the little juice bottle. A lot of bottle. Everyone's drinking out of jugs. I, I wanted to talk about that. that. There's a lot of large jug drinking in this. There's movie. a lot of large jug drinking in this. I notice it. Like it's it sticks yeah. out. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Um, <laughs> and then the movie they they they, they kind of have a reconciling in his in his in his uh in his room. And then the movie ends with fourth grade who has been filming you know all their adventures in the movie. And we see you know that classic '90s fisheye lens look and all the up close shots that he's been taking with his video camera. And it's edited together uh, as our beginning of our ending credits. So the movie ends right here, um, <laughs> which was abrupt for me. But uh, I'll go back to you, Jess. What do you think of this end and your and your resonance and feel as a whole? I agree. The end was abrupt. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I like that we saw the movie, um, and it was a pretty good movie. So fourth grade does have some talent, and I hope that he uh, is the director that he says he wants to be. So props to him for that. Maybe Jonah Hill was fourth grade in in his life. I don't. I I just don't want him to work at the DMV with his dad. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do kind of wonder what kid Jonah Hill was growing up or if he really did grow up in in LA. I don't know his backstory, yeah. Yeah, I don't either. What was I gonna say? Okay, so I I like this movie. I think you can already tell by now. Um Mm -hmm. I it has a good balance of being really funny, like some hilarious parts. Like when he was cursing out his mom in the car and didn't want him (laughs) to go to the store, yell at his friends, I was dying. (laughs) (laughs) Just little stuff like that. The kid was so funny, um, and it had a lot of really funny moments, but it did have a lot of sentiment, too. Ray kind of brought that to the picture. Fuck shit brought it to the picture a bit. It did have a good message, and um, I'm glad the mom kind of had a different heart about his friends because they do really care for them, and they are a good group. So I think there is a good balance, and Jonah Hill did a good job of making a movie have equal parts. Um, so props to him for that. I am going to give it a four. What do you think, Mama K? Yeah, I really liked this movie a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, an unnatural amount for somebody my age, I think. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This it's just... not You're not the target demographic audience, I don't think. Although you did grow up in California, and this is not... It's only ten years later than your child, than your age of this. So, you know, it's not... Or 
15. Yeah, so. and that's probably, I mean, this is probably like a little nostalgia trip for me kind of thing. And and the place where I grew up was very much like this. You know, like I said, it was a lot of skate punk and people, I knew a lot of people that fit a lot of the different categories that we that we see here. And I This is your um this is your uh what's that other one we did with uh, Pete Davidson adolescent uh, something? Yeah, not Staten Island, but it's going to be Staten Island too. King of Staten Island same movie. No, the the one we did uh like Yeah, I know. Some so I know what you're talking about, but yeah, this yeah, is your version one, of that. Yeah, it kind of is even though it is a little bit it's later than than that. Um and maybe not quite as gritty because I think, you know, there's something it's, there's a lot that's sort of glossed over about this. The fact that it's a, uh, and we've touched on it, but not really talked about what it really means that you have a 13 year old that is with all of these older people and, and you get where the mom is coming from that you don't want your 13 year old hanging out and doing these things. And I don't know that any mom is going to be, even though, you know, your child wakes yeah, how up. How old is this... that girl? We didn't even talk about the girl, but how old is she supposed to be with him? I mean, I think she's she 16 was... or 17. It's not. Uh, I thought she was like maybe 14. Yeah. So uh... the actress who, so that's Esty, right? That's that character. Yes. In re... Anyone want to guess her real life age? Yeah. She's 23. She's no way. 25. What? She's 25, and the actor who plays uh, 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 Sonny, the actor who plays um, uh, Sun Sunburn, is 14. So, yeah, it was like. that whole that whole party scene when they're talking before they even go into the bedroom was so squidgy for me. I was just, you know, she. It was the whole thing was like, this is too, this is weird. I don't like it. Um, and she only really like talked to him to get to fuck shit. <laughs> Yeah, I think. But yeah, she I'm also sure. let a thirteen-year-old put fingers in, in her vagina, <laughs> and then cut, touch his dick. Yeah, he totally threw away his "I'm a gentleman" routine really quickly, didn't he? Um, <laughs> gentlemen don't kiss and tell. <laughs> I don't kiss and tell. And he's like, "Yeah, I do." Immediately. Yeah, then he came and he told all his friends they were so happy yeah. for him. <laughs> and so does she. So that's okay. I mean, that's just what that's that's that life. So hey, if everyone's yeah. cool with it, I guess they're just kids, right? question mark <laughs> sure exactly well and that's the thing that i'm talking about a little bit is that you've got this mom at the end where you know this kid was driving drunk 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 uh and yeah. has an accident where everyone's unscathed except for her child and you know you can bet the police would would be there you can you know this is not that kid's going to jail. That he's not going to be sitting beside him watching this home movie by fourth grade. You know, um, <laughs> a little unrealistic and kind of Pollyanna-ish at the end. I don't know. Would it have been better if somebody died in that accident? Maybe. And then we had. Then we saw the movie in a different way. You know. Maybe. Oh yeah. What if fourth grade died, but then like we saw his movie. That right. Kind of I don't cool. think you can kill. That's a I, little. I want to know what happened, everybody. That's kind of the problem with a movie like this, is, and you can't do it unless you do a cheesy little. Ray went on to be a semi-pro skater for years, and then <laughs> he's now working as an accountant. <laughs> Fuck shit, went to jail for ten years and has been in and out of prison ever since. Like we can't, you can't do that. Like I, I mean, right. you could, but I, that's not exactly more satisfying. Right. I just kind of wish I knew what happened after this crash. I don't like the crash is the end. Well, the other cat, you know, the kid. What was the other kid? Um, the one who was fighting with with Stevie. I can never remember. He's that so insignificant. Can't even think of his name. Ruben. Yeah. Yeah. Ruben got killed in a drive-by shooting. There's no doubt. So. Oh, I mean, then no one know- would even no one notice. Cares, 
<laughs> Ruben on drive time unit, no one noticed. <laughs> they Even would, Ruben's they would mom. notice Ruben gone like before they did uh fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. And they totally they, they he was so disposable it was ridiculous. For being hard on Ruben, but yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> RIP. Yeah, rip Ruben. Um, I mean I can understand where he's frustrated because he he brought Stevie in and then they kind of replaced him. Well, yeah. he brought him in because he thought, oh, this would be my ticket to be upgraded in the group. And then he's cooler than he than Ruben. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie's cooler than Ruben. So he's like, fuck, I'm still at the bottom. Now I'm below a 13-year-old. Like, <laughs> He's cooler because he like totally cracked his head open trying to skate a gap on a roof and landed on a he fucking takes the hardest, table. He takes the hardest hits. And yeah. He t- all I mean, that blood. <laughs> I know. This kid in this movie. And then the mom sticks a Band-Aid on it. I'm like, at that point, I would be like... I don't know when the next time is you're leaving this house, but you're going to be a grown ass man. So I don't, you know, I don't think that, uh, that is not a realistic, that really ended way too happy Pollyanna ish for me, I think. Um, and it wasn't, you're right. It wasn't a satisfying ending. Uh, having said that, I'm going to think about this movie and I'm going to be recommending this movie and people are going to think I'm totally outside my head. So, um, (laughs) For like resonance it. and feel, I'm giving this movie a five. I loved it. Wow. Oh, okay. I'm glad you liked um, it. Yeah. Yeah, me I too. Did. I'm glad you guys both. I, you guys both. I mean, I I thought it was okay, but I, you guys definitely both liked it more than I did. Um, I I I don't. Uh, I watch a lot of movies like this. I guess like I watch tons and tons of tiny little like even smaller movies in this, and like they all kind of have the same. When you watch enough of the small scale movies, they all have a kind of same rhythm and tone and feel to it, and they have similar strengths and problems and weaknesses. And uh, I, I this suffers from not being not being a like a full story and not being a satisfying thing to finish. It's I think it's good in the moment entertainment but it strives for more and i don't think it misses because of insincerity i think it misses because it just doesn't have the means or the legs or the the creation behind it to get it to its conclusion it's not a, it's not below great because of lack of effort or care or or attention to artistry or you know i think everyone tried their best in this and they did really well i just think uh you know it's 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 a young it's a young movie it's a young little thing and it's uh it's not uh, it's not as good as some some other things of this ilk that I've seen. So I, I like it. Um, it's not the stickiest of movies for me. I just like the the kids bullshitting, and I think it's written really well. And there's <laughs> some funny characters in here. So I'm at like a three for my resonance and feel. Um, it's perfectly solid down the middle for me. Um, so we're at the end here. Uh, interesting review. This is not usually. It's weird for me. To, I'm not on this side very often, so it's very foreign for me to be on this side. But uh, uh, Jess, recommend uh, mid nineties. Yeah, I would recommend it, and I'm glad uh, I recommended to do the podcast because now Mama Kay really liked it, and she wouldn't have watched it if I didn't stumble across it. So I feel good about myself. That's the best part of this show is when you watch something you didn't think you were gonna like, and then you end up getting something out of it. So that that good call, Jess. Mama Kay makes me want to go ride a skateboard again. Uh, yeah, I'm recommending <laughs> this movie. I still recommend this. It's good indie fun, um, but I'm I'm the lightest on it. By far, um, it's if you like smaller little movies uh, or you know independent film stuff. Uh, I mean, this really spoke to Jess and Mama Kay, so maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm just being too down on it. I still recommend it. It's a softer one for me. So we got three varying degree recommends for mid nineties. So there you go. It's a it's a solid solid little starter for Jonah Hill. Make another Yay. one, Jonah. This is a 
good good start. Uh, so, uh, as I said at the top of the show, we are taking suggestions because right now we're just kind of trying to bounce ideas back and forth. Uh, write in if you love IMDb TV and if you even know what that is, because <laughs> one of our one of our hosts is trying to push a movie on that, and I'm like, I don't think anyone's ever heard of that in their life, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, if you have things to recommend to us, though, we are of course taking suggestions until the theaters open back up. And that is at Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. On Instagram, you can reach out to me. I am Brennan underscore pod host. On Twitter, we are at Films Women Pod. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. We are also finishing up our Marvel minis series. Nicole and I are finishing up that this week. Uh, we had a lot of power outages in our area, so it pushed us back a couple days. So we missed some time there. But we are back on schedule to finish, I believe, this weekend. So those are on your regular feed. Check those out if you have any interest. We're we're in the end game now. So uh, thank she you, deserves some flowers Jess. for this for sure. Yeah, that's a I, lot. I she's she's the one who said he wanted to do it, and I'm like, why don't we watch them and then also record 15 minute episodes about each one? She's like, yeah, okay, we could do that. I <laughs> but, uh, no, I think it's been a it's it's been a fun ride. I want to do another mini series at some point worth another series of movies. So maybe we'll do that again down the line. Cool. Um, We'll need a break, but uh, thank you guys for both being on. Thank you, Jess, for recommending this. Yeah, thanks, Jess. Yeah, of course. Until next time, this is Brendan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.